The family of a local teenager says she never would have left home without calling. It's praying for the best. I want my daughter home, man. And if she can't come home, I just want to know where she's at. These posters around the towns of Livermore and Jay beg anyone with information to come forward. Posters that Richard puts up every spring, never losing hope. Tell me what happened to my daughter. Justice wasn't in the eyes to see her. An arrest in a nearly four-decade-old cold case thanks to cutting-edge DNA technology. The arrest happening exactly 39 years to the day when Parabon Nanolabs used that sample to create 3D models of the suspected killer's face. It's heartbreaking. We miss her and we're going to find her. We're going to keep looking until we do. It's like a never-ending nightmare. It doesn't end. It keeps returning and coming back. What if I told you on February 9th, 2004, a 21-year-old nursing student at UMass Amherst emailed professors and her boss that she was going away for the weekend due to a death in her family. What if I said that there was no such death in her family, and by all appearances it looked like she was heading to the White Mountains of New Hampshire for a getaway? What if I told you she crashed a car on a back road? She is seen by several witnesses and neighbors soon after, and appeared to be unharmed. What if I said in just seven minutes she disappeared before law enforcement arrived on the scene? Tonight, we cover the mystery of Maura Murray, missing since February 9th, 2004, from Haverhill, New Hampshire. Rumors, theories, and speculation have made this case well known in the true crime arena. What happened to Maura Murray? We are joined tonight by Shay Carroll, an independent researcher, host of Exploring the Unknown podcast, and a co-owner of Paranormal Buzz Radio. All right. So, uh, tonight we're going to talk to Shay Carroll. Do you, do you prefer Sherry Ann? No. Okay. <laughs> I get caught Sherry, Shay, Sherry, what, you know, I answer to anything, but Shay works. All right. So Shay, why don't you introduce yourself and just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself and what got you into true crime? Um, well, I, I'm Shay Carroll. Um, I don't know what got me into true crime. I've always been into it since I can remember though, longer than the paranormal. Just something about it. I think watching those um, Lifetime, before there was a Lifetime, those type movies when I was real young with my mother, like Sunday nights, they had those specials. Right. Yeah. Um, so Unsolved mysteries always, and stuff. Oh, yeah. Unsolved mysteries. I love it. See, so, that's how a lot of us started out. Yeah. Robert Stack. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um. So I don't know. I just always, I've just always been into it. It fascinates me. I love psychology. So I like trying to figure out why people do what they do. And I like trying to figure out who's lying, who's not lying, you know. So. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> I figured that out we, years ago. We got to be careful, Jeff. Yeah, right. He's on to us. So tonight we're going to cover the case of Maura Murray. What can you tell us about that case? So Maura Murray uh, was 21 years old. And February 9th of 2004, she left UMass, which I believe, believe is in Amherst. And there's different theories, which I'm sure we're going to get into of where she was going. But 
three and a half, four hours later, her car, she got into a car accident in Haverhill, New Hampshire. And by the time the police showed up, she was missing and has not been seen since. This, I don't think Jeff knows a lot about the case, but I was trying to tell him uh, before we started how crazy it is, the, just the timeline of everything. What can you tell us about the details of leading up to the day that she went missing? So a few months before her accident, she got in trouble for stealing from Fort Knox. Um, so it, because she went to West Point, they... It's a big deal anyways, but it's a really big deal. Instead of expelling her, they let her withdraw and she transferred to UMass. And she was um, she was in nursing school. She then got in trouble, legally got in trouble for using credit card, fake credit cards or stolen credit cards. She was having pizzas delivered to the dorm and signing for them and they did a sting and they caught her. Oh, wow. And yeah, the judge was nice and said, if you can stay out of trouble for three months, we're going to keep this off your record. So now we're at the week of the accident. Her dad comes to town because her car is a piece of crap. So he wants to buy her a new one. Turns out didn't have quite enough money. He wanted to get her something nicer. So they waited, but he let her use his brand new car to go to a friend's party where upon leaving the party, she crashed, crashed the car. Wow. So she gets in an accident, <clears throat> tells her dad. Um, so I believe this was two days before she took off. Uh, then she got a call from her sister that deeply upset her, um, her sister Kathleen. So the day before, she starts making phone calls. She calls Stowe, Vermont to check out hotels. She doesn't reserve anything, but she does call. She calls Bartlett, New Hampshire to um, check out a condo. I think it's a rental condo but doesn't reserve anything. And she calls one other place, I believe, but I can't remember. She also prints out directions for Burlington, Vermont, which are later found in her car. She printed them out. So, so do, we know, do we know why she was heading up there? No. There's ideas. The family vacationed to Bartlett, Vermont, at least twice a year. Um, they're very familiar with this area. Okay. So there's many theories on why, but nobody knows for sure. Because the morning of, she called school, said she would be out for the rest of the week. She had a death in the family. She did not have a death in the family. Mm. But mm. she turned in her homework. Now, I had read that um, she also had given back something to a, another classmate I think it was she borrowed, like lab clothes. Coat, lab she coat borrowed or clothes or something yeah and dropped him off yeah so she like, it's yeah like she knew she wasn't gonna be back yeah, around she, right like she wasn't gonna she, need it anymore yeah but why turn in your homework then right 
unless it was, you know, maybe she was just going to be gone for a short period of time. That's what I think. Right. You know, because nobody's going to do their homework and turn it in if you're taken off for any reason. If you're going to go disappear forever or harm yourself, you're not going to turn in your homework. Right. I mean, unless it's going to raise some suspicions if, you know, if she doesn't turn in her work. But she already called and said she wouldn't be in. Right. So do we know if she had any money with her? She stopped at the ATM. She'd made two stops before she left um, Amherst. She stopped at the ATM and withdrew all her money, which was only $280. Then she stopped. That's that's quite a bit of money for a 21-year-old to, you know, kick off her weekend with. Yeah, but not forever. Right. right. One of the theories is that she's out there, she took off. Mm-hmm. But $280. And her dad actually put the $4,000 in later after she disappeared in her account in case she tried to access it and she never did. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I had seen that too. That He, yeah. he actually took 4000 out and he said buy, buy her a car. Yeah. yeah. But he put it in her account in case she was out there and needed money. Wow. So the second stop she made was to a liquor store. Well, that's pretty important. It, it, well, for a twenty-one-year-old, in right? many ways, it is in many ways. So, but, do we know what she purchased there? Like yes. how much liquor she yes. bought? She she purchased a box of red wine, um, a thing of Bailey's, and a twelve-pack of wine coolers. Wow, that seems like a lot for one person, right? Yeah, it how- does. Was was she a, a a a bigger girl or was? No, no. She's tall. But, yeah, she's tall, but not. Yeah. Yeah, that's she's, still that's still enough athlete. to that's still enough to do a number on you. But when when the car was found, all that was missing were there was four empty wine coolers. The rest was still all there. Hmm. He, like she might have either taken some with her or. She took it all with her. That's what I'm saying. The oh. only thing that was missing was four wine coolers. Like, they were empty. So she drank four wine coolers at some point. Right. So oh, those oh. were found in the car. The other yeah. alcohol wasn't in the car. Yeah. So No, the other alcohol was in the car. Full. Oh, it was. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. Okay. I'm okay. confusing. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. To, like, leading up to this, it kind of kind of sounds like she was maybe planning a little bit of a getaway considering the, the, the place in Vermont where she or her family had spent time, right? Um, looking at different places and then hits the road. Maybe she was trying to get away for a little while, you know, a, a week or so, and but nothing else seems to line up, right? Right. Okay, sorry to interrupt. No, so, no, no, that was... No. I'm going to pause you here for a second, too. Uh, now, do you subscribe to the theory about the hit and run that happened the day or day, two days prior to her missing that maybe she was involved with that? Me or hit me? You. <laughs> um, no, she was in a car accident, but I, I, there was no hit and run. It was going to be a traffic violation. Well, there's a... Uh, his last name's Massey. I can't think of his first name. Uh, he was hit by a vehicle and he ended up being paralyzed. But some people thought that because there was a hit and run driver, they never caught the person who hit him. That maybe she was involved with that, and that's kind of why she panicked and and ended up taking off. People 
just keep throwing these wild and what did she hit it what did she hit him with her car wasn't with, damaged with her car with the her car was her car wasn't damaged <clears throat> if you hit somebody damaged. enough to be paralyzed mm-hmm. there's going to be some kind of damage to your car there wasn't so, damage to her car so we'll get I, to that part when we get it get to the, okay. the actual accident then all right so continue sorry <laughs> oh i don't care it's your show yeah. <laughs> um so that's pretty much what led up to her leaving um she, she was gone for four hours so she's missing an hour so she might have made stops but they pulled surveillance, uh, video surveillance. I can't find her anywhere. So. Now, had she been in contact with anyone like that day or that night? She um, talked um, to the friend that she returned the clothes to that day in the school, and that's it. All right. And that was just to let them know that, like, or tell them that a family member had passed away or whatever. And she wouldn't be in. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Now, so. did she have a boyfriend? That was the other thing that was going on in her life. She did. His name was Bill. He did go to West Point. Um, but that's where they, they met at West Point. And she had been cheating on her. Not a very nice guy. Um, the family has issues with them. So she was really upset about that, too. So it's like a whirlwind of things just collided in on this poor kid. Right. So is there any chance that he caught up with her or no, because he was in uh, South Carolina. Uh, He was, he was across the country, Uh, military something. So there was no way he, he could not be AWOL. They would notice there's no way. Hmm. I was going to say South Carolina, but that's not right. Cause that's too close. It was even Colorado or something. Yes. That's it. Thank you. Yes. Um, All right, so she's she's leaving UMass Lowell, right? And she's heading yeah. north. I assume on what ninety three, maybe. No, she in, went the back way. She went the other way. I don't remember which which way, but she didn't come up ninety three. Oh, okay. Oh, did she? Yeah, exit seventeen. That is that eighty eighty nine. Actually, yeah. I just drove it today, and I should have paid attention, I guess, but uh, I didn't. Yeah, she took exit seventeen. I believe that's eighty nine. And that's, uh, what is it, 202? Something like that she got off on. I think so. I so think so, too. So she's traveling north. Did um, I know you said that they didn't see her on any cameras, right, any footage, but she's missing an hour, right? Yes, she is. Time should take her to travel up there. Correct. Okay. So, so she as, definitely as she, stops. She, okay, I was going to say, so, like, she'd stop somewhere. We just don't know where or why. The other thing that they said is a possibility is that she stopped to pick up um, the the accident papers from a couple days before. It's a possibility. Some have said they were found in her car, but I saw the list of what was found in her car, and it was not there on the list. Mm. So now we're at the point where she gets into the accident. And I wrote down the times because this is very important. So I didn't want to screw it up. According to which ones you read though, they are off by a minute. Mm -hmm. So I went with 
the most official ones I could find. So she gets in this accident. Um, Faith Westman, which they call neighbor number one, calls 911 at 727, 728. She's on the phone with 911, but she's walking back and forth. She keeps looking and then leaving, walking and leaving. 728 to 730, this is, this is where it gets a little weird. Bus driver Butch Atworth Atwood stops to see if she's okay. And according to him, she, at this time, he says she wasn't drunk. She wasn't slurring her words. She seemed fine. He asked if she wanted help. And she said, no, I just called AAA, which he knew he was, she was lying because there's no cell service there. Right. None. <clears throat> None. So I just, want to point out that, I just want to point out that Jeff's last name is Atwood too. So he may also be involved in this. Oh, thing. okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> solving the mystery know. here. Yeah. We oh, just solved geez. it. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. You can cut that out too, Jeff, if you want. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be all kinds of stuff to cut out. <sighs> He's going to have his work cut out for him, huh? So remember, that was 728, 730. He lives 100 yards away. Right. He is driving a bus, but people that drive buses for a living don't have problems backing up into their yard. Right. He calls 911, 739, 740. That's a big difference. Well, he claimed that uh, he was filling out his log or whatever. Oh, well, not... I've heard that too. He changed his story multiple times. But when he calls 911, it's busy. So what does he do? He goes back out to the bus to fill out paperwork. Mm-hmm. It's, he's so worried about this girl that it takes him 10 minutes to call 911. He doesn't say a word to his wife, doesn't keep trying because at 743, 911 calls his number back. The wife answers and says, I don't know why he called 911. He's outside. Mm. So at 746 is when the first police officer showed up. And do we know who that was? Cecil Smith. <clears throat> so was was he the chief of police then or was No, that was that later Jeff, on? No, that was Jeff Williams. Okay. Yeah, Cecil Smith is the first cop that responded. Jeff Williams is the chief of police. Okay. We also have a third neighbor watching. Jeff Marat, I think his name was. So you have all these people watching what's going on. So there's not a very long time for her to go missing, but she does go missing. So she wasn't there when the police showed up? She was not there when the police showed up. Her car was locked. They looked for footprints in the snow. They couldn't find any. So we're talking like seven or eight minutes, right? That's what people say, yeah. It depends on which timeline you go by. If you go by the 728 to 746, it's longer. But other people were watching in between. So, so it's it's hard to tell exactly, but I like the seven minute one. So, um, there was another witness that claimed she saw the the police SUV pass her. 
And then she kept driving. The SUV passed her again. (laughs) Like they had turned off the wrong direction and then came back. I believe um, you're talking about Karen McNamara. Right. Right? Yep. She, yeah, she said she pulled over, stopped, looked back. She definitely knows it was 001, which is where some some more conspiracies come into play. So you're talking about the car number, right? Yeah, that was the cop car number, 001. So I assume we're going to dig into that conspiracy a bit, but if we could do another uh, just quick kind of down and dirty of the timeline... Um, yep. So starting at 727, right? Uh, yeah. Or 728. The woman called that there was an accident and she was talking with the girl, with Mora? No, she was on the phone with 911 watching out her window. Okay. So did anyone actually interact with her? Any of the witnesses? The bus driver did. Just the bus driver yeah, but, did. Butch Atwood. Butch yeah. Atwood. So seven and... Uh, 727 she calls in says that there is an accident yeah and uh the bus driver butch at what was it 739 730 is what i got but on other things it says 728 but we can say 730 that that's when butch calls the uh calls that's when he says he talked to her Uh, okay okay um and at what point in time did he call 911 supposedly 740 740 okay so 10 10 minutes about 10 minutes is when he claimed that he called but went out to to go do paperwork because he couldn't reach them and they called him back at roughly what time 743 743 okay and just a few minutes later is when the cops actually show up three minutes later the cops were on scene and she was gone and she was gone did when when the when they called him back was, did he just report that there was a lady here that was in an accident do we know what the conversation was that occurred between he's, he's changed it um okay so yeah in that that 3 minute window uh she had gone she had gone missing oh wait sorry yeah you said that he had changed his story about yeah. what he had said to the uh to the responders because he said that what i said she she seemed fine she was she did not seem intoxicated um she said she called triple a she didn't want help which she knew was a lie because there was no cell service later on he changed his story to she was slurring her words she could barely stand up she had to lean on something to talk to him and that's just one of the stories there's so many stories we could do a whole show on what this guy said <clears throat> Some people speculate that maybe she got in the bus with him to try to avoid, you know, being arrested for OUI and that she was actually in the bus when the police showed up. That's one of the theories I had heard. I've heard that too. Um, no, somebody had mentioned possibly like a somebody else in the passenger seat. They saw a light or something. They saw what they believed to be a cigarette. Now, who was that? Was that Butch's wife or is that somebody else? I don't know. I can't figure out if it was um, Faith. I think it was Faith. Yeah. I think it was Faith, um, neighbor one, the first one that called 911. Okay. I believe it was her, but where her house was, I, I don't know. Because she didn't say, she didn't say she saw a cigarette. She said she saw a man smoking a cigarette, but Butch was there within a couple minutes and there was no man there. 
So was it a mistake? Because I don't think she was deceiving anybody. No, I just wonder if maybe she saw something, you know, was it her cell phone that she was trying to use? That's, that's, yeah. She saw that glow or... Yeah, that's what I think. Because I think Butch would have remembered seeing a guy with her. Now, did did the police use search dogs at all to look for her? Oh, so many times. Officially, I think it was... Um, the. They didn't that night. They did look for footprints, um, but didn't see any. There was four and a half feet of snow. There was no foot, no footprints. So the official search started a day and a half um, later, and they did use a bloodhound. And the bloodhound went from where her car was to the opposite way of Butch's house, on the road, and just stopped like she got in a car. Yeah. So like she got picked up. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but why would kinda... she not get in the car with, why would she not get in the bus with Butch, but get in the car with another stranger? Well, who well, else she... would you trust? Yeah. Who would you trust in that situation? If you don't trust the bus driver. He did look the... kind of creepy. Rest in peace. What, a, what are the type of, yeah. What other person would you trust in that situation? Somebody you ran into <clears throat> somewhere, somebody you knew. Someone that, someone, someone that might have been following you, like if, if police, she if she met, met up with someone or that a police officer. A, that is one of the hugest theories out there that somebody was with her to help her run away. That was following her. Tangible. Right. Right. Here's my question for both of you: If somebody is going with you, right? The, the plan is okay. You follow me. You're going to help me. Would you take? a piece of crap car that has a bad engine that is barely drivable. What is it? Was it at least one cylinder was broken? Mm-hmm. It smoked really bad. It was burning oil. Why would you have somebody follow you? Why would you take your car? Uh, it's disposable. Plausible cause. I mean, it's... Maybe the intent was to, to ditch it the whole time and, and crash it. And leave all their stuff in the car? What? No, they found something in the tailpipe too, right? Yeah, that was that a, a cloth. Cloth was stuck in the tailpipe. Have you ever heard of that, Jeff? No, putting a cloth in the tailpipe. No. So, what's the explanation for that? That's, this was always her, interesting to me too. Her dad told her to do it. That's the truth. They think somebody did it to stick. The theory is, she stopped somewhere. Somebody stuffed it in there to make her stall out. Mm-hmm. which I don't think that would work but anyways the truth is her dad told her to do that yeah that's what he said he he said that was something that like an old trick that he used to do I guess with when your car was sputtering to stick a rag in the tailpipe the never heard of that no uh, he said maybe, to block maybe. some of the smoke yeah okay us okay. assholes do some crazy stuff to curse <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, I see it every day. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so, so that, we've got that, this missing girl. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, I was just gonna say. So that that's that's where we're at right now, though, right? That's officially that's as much as ever anybody knows about uh about her disappearance is is just kind of that timeline. For facts, up yeah. To that's... Right, right. As far as facts, that's yeah. like any sort of official stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. So one thing we didn't mention is that she was a long distance runner. So Excuse me. She could have made uh, quite a distance, I would think, from the time she got in the accident till the time, or, or within a few minutes, she would would have gotten quite a ways down the road. I'd think that she's capable of doing that. Um, how far away was it where the dogs lost her scent? Do you remember? It was just around the bend. It wasn't very far. But clearly it looked like someone had picked her up, right? Yeah, they ran that test twice and both times. It was the same spot and it was right on the road. Yeah, it it, it almost to me feels like uh, she was trying to get away from something. Maybe life was just kind of being a bitch to her at the time. Um, you know, had some bad luck maybe with the accident and then decided like after, after the accident, like I just need to get out of here and maybe just, it could have just been someone random and said, Hey, you want to give me a ride somewhere? Um, but I mean, obviously it's, it's possible that there was someone following her as well. Like, like a tandem driver is that what you guys called it? Uh, yeah, that's, that's what they say. But yeah, I, I almost wonder if, if she was just trying to get away and, you know, kind of fleeing the scene more, more or less sort of scenario. Um, and maybe something unfortunate happened in that vehicle. So like a, I don't know, crime of opportunity almost, right? Right, right, right. Really bad <clears throat> luck. So there was a local guy, right, that made some weird comments about, do you know what I'm talking about, <laughs> I'm not sure which one. There's oh. so many. I know. <laughs> uh, he, he made a comment down at like the local store that, Oh, he had her, and she's in his basement. She's a hell of a cook. I haven't heard that one. Oh, uh, yeah. he. They end up um, taking ground-penetrating radar to his oh, property. Oh, yeah. In, uh, 2009, in 2019. Yeah. They actually oh. dug up. If it's the same guy. They dug up his basement because somebody kept calling, saying he was saying things. I wasn't sure if that's the guy you were talking about. Yep. She wasn't in the basement. They dug it up. It's just weird comments. Like, who does that? <laughs> I can't think of his name, but I don't have it with me. It's a really sick sense of humor. Or just crazy, or I don't know, but right. there's so many, so many crazy so things. What was this uh, theory about the patrol number, the vehicle, patrol vehicle, the number on it, 001, was it? Yeah. Um, the theory is... I'm trying not to laugh. Sorry. You can cut that out. Sorry. <laughs> the, the theory is that before officer Cecil Smith showed up, that the chief of police, Jeff Williams was on scene. People have out and out said he did it. He did it. He was there. He was there. The problem with this, number one, they're pulling it out their ass. Number two, he was not on duty, and Cecil Smith was actually driving that vehicle that night, so that's why they saw that vehicle there. It was assigned to him. It's proven. That's the car that was there. So that, that was one of the response vehicles. <clears throat> yes. Yes, it was the cop that first showed up. He okay. was driving it. But they kept saying because it was 001 that it was the chief of police and he took her and he killed her and 
He wasn't even on duty. He did not mm. go to the scene that night at all. And so that vehicle was assigned to someone else. Right. Okay. So. Okay, so that's just kind of so that that's like a locals who hate the police chief sort of theory, huh? Yeah. Probably. It, uh, a former police officer of twenty years went on air and said, "Where is she? Tell us what you did with her." Wow. Oh, to, to the police chief. Yeah, he is. Uh, I believe he's the PI for uh, Fred. He's the PI. Um, John Smith. Uh, John, John Smith. No, he was John Smith was a um, patrolman for three years only in Littleton, New Hampshire. Oh, see, I saw twenty years. <clears throat> Even wow. okay, three years, twenty years. Whatever. Still, that's just crazy to go on. I take nothing he says too seriously because especially if you used to be a cop you would know to look at who was driving the car and not just throw these crazy accusations out there right that's the problem people are not looking at the facts before they put out these ideas some aren't crazy but some are now I had read something about uh, another lady in town that same night said there was a red pickup or something that had slowed down and looked at her and then they turned around, came back by her, looked at her again. Um, do you know if that was ever investigated? If it was, it, nothing came of it. Um, I don't think it was taken too seriously. But they had that one, they had, I I don't want to say the wrong name, but I think it was Karen McNamara that said the cop car went back, could be somebody else. That seems to be a theme because there was also a couple other people that said this car was looking at me funny. This car was looking at me funny. So well, it might just be like hindsight and they want to try to help. And it yeah, is. Could, could I don't take it as. Weird. Yeah. I yeah, don't I mean, take it, it when, as. When, when someone people. stops at my house and, and turns around in my driveway, I get a little paranoid too. And that might be something that, you know, that, something like that probably happens all the time all over the place. So people just like because of that scenario we'll pick it out and say hey this this happened but mm -hmm. that uh that's also a very real possibility too is you know the the human trafficking scenario another you know crime of opportunity well there's a girl on the side of the road yeah most stranger cases are crimes of opportunity right i know um some people said that she might have fled to canada which i don't by some people think she was suicidal at the time. Um, this has been, I, what was it, uh, Florida or something? Supposedly she's down there. I think it's just people coming up with different theories and different rumors. You know? Right. I the ones that, like I said, the different rumors and stuff bug me. But the people that like reported the red pickup truck, or they think they saw her in Florida. That's, you know, they're trying to help. It's better to say something and not need it than you have the key and you didn't think it was anything, so you didn't say anything. Right. The Canada one comes from James Redner, mm -hmm. who I can't stand. <laughs> Absolutely. So he's he's an author, right? <clears throat> he's an author. He's a blog, a blogger. But it's not just this case. He, he puts out all these crazy ideas. Not just on this case, I didn't like him from this case, but I've seen him do it in other cases too. But um, mm -hmm. that's where the Canada one comes from. 
His witness says they saw her um, so many years later, but it fell apart when she was re, re uh, what's the word, interviewed. So he showed her a picture of Maura at 20 years old, and she was supposed to be 30. And once, you know, she was like, no. So, and, so. and there's been a couple documentaries about this case because it's such a weird case, right? Oh, yes. I've only seen one of them, um, and that was a long time ago. I did rewatch the police interviews from it before we did this show. Not today, but this past weekend. I made sure I had to go back and watch the police interviews so I knew exactly mm -hmm. what they said. And But, so. So, what is your theory? What do you think happened to Maura? I think Maura just had enough with life, like, in that moment. Just everything was going wrong for this poor kid, and she's just like, fuck it. She was just like, needed a break yep. and was going to clear her head, get some alone time, maybe meet somebody somewhere, but I think they would have come forward unless they're the ones that hurt her. Mm -hmm. I think she was, she didn't take help from Butch. So there's, there's only two possibilities in my mind. Well, three. She either fleed with somebody she knew on purpose, which I don't. I don't think that's true. I don't think yeah. she could be gone this long. I'm sure her family right. would love to to think of that, but I yeah. don't think so either. No. Um. Somebody took her. That's my number one. Then there's a small possibility that Butch. But I think it might have been somebody random i don't know right that's that's my best and, i know and, that road wasn't very well traveled either right it's not like this it's a thriving metropolis and people are it's busier than you would road. think so it's not really? busy busy but it's it's and that's what i was gonna ask than people that lead you to believe what uh how, how many people lived in that that little that little stretch that little corner um, where the accident happened. Like, how many people would have been in invisible uh, line of sight to, to kind of see it? Do you do you know? To the best of my knowledge, I'm trying to remember the map. <clears throat> Five or six at the most. Okay, that's that's still a fair and amount, know, especially for... If, if that's at the very most, though, I'm, I'm guessing. Right, right. It depends on where they can see on the other side. But we know for a fact three different people witnessed this. Okay, mm -hmm. and yeah, the, the whole the whole bus driver Butch thing seems a little like that he had anything to do. It seems a little odd that oh, there's an accident here and the cops run away. It's my chance to sneak away this young girl. You know, like that would be a really terrible timing. I think it seems like like we've kind of been saying is more likely than that someone picked her up. He yeah. ended up moving away, right? He died. I know he's dead now, but I thought he moved away. A year after or two years after. Oh, yeah, maybe. I'm not positive, everyone, but maybe. Everyone was giving a hard time and questioning him, and he just decided yeah. to move away. I'm still trying to remember if there was two houses around the bin that could have seen her. That's where my maybe six come from. But so the reason why they were harassing him is because they said everybody was watching. There's no way she could have disappeared. 
we would have seen another car. That's not true because nobody saw Karen McNamara drive by. Right. Nobody, <clears throat> nobody knew the state trooper was there that night. He stopped for a second, talked to Cecil, and then went the opposite. Here's one thing. Let me stop right there. When the state trooper, John Monahan or something like that, stopped to talk to Cecil Smith, the cop that was already there, it's not his it's not the state trooper's jurisdiction. He's like, hey, what's going on? You know, need need me to do anything? And Cecil Smith told him he had Butch up on the mountain going that way looking for her. He's already out in the woods looking for her. But he wasn't. Uh, so he sends the cop the other way. Like but nobody Nobody continued traveling the direction the car was traveling in, right? That supposedly Butch... Supposedly he did that, went that way, drove up that way. So the cop went the opposite. The state trooper went the opposite way. Okay, so if Butch... Why would you have a pedestrian that was a witness go search for a missing girl? If, say, Butch was traveling that way, then he could have been the one to pick her up. She'd already met him once. You know what I mean? She'd already met him in the school bus. Second time around, he's driving down. He sees her. You know, at this point, you know, you've already met him once. You're cold. Maybe you climb in with him. I don't know. Man, it seems like such an odd thing to do, especially considering you're already uh, someone who's going to be questioned. You know? Mm -hmm. Just seems like a really, really stupid, stupid thing to try to do. Do we know how long Butch Atwood had left to go look for her? No, like, because was he gone I, for a while? I didn't even know. I did not read this anywhere except on when I redid, re-listened to those interviews. It, the state trooper said it, and it's in the police report. So I did read that in any of these theories. I had no idea he was looking for her, or I didn't remember one or the other. So the first time I ever heard of this case was actually, Jeff, when you and I had gone to that missing persons uh, luncheon or whatever it was. Right uh, down, down in southern Maine. Years ago. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, and there was a lady there that she's telling me about Maura Murray, and I had never even heard of the case. And she said, I know darn well it was her brother-in-law that did it. And I, <laughs> what? You know, looking back now and, and knowing what I know about the case now, there's no way the brother-in-law was involved. So I'm not even sure where this lady was getting this information. But she said, yeah, the brother-in-law did it. This is the problem with this case. So many people put it, it took away from the actual facts of yeah. the case. It really did. It's very sad. I, I will say, though, at least there are people who are willing to try to say something. Right. Yeah, good that's, for them. Yeah, but that's but yeah, and I think you you'd mentioned that earlier. But yeah, it can at, the, at some point it can also kind of get in the way. Uh, yeah, it gets in the way of finding stuff. It's just crazy to think that there's that seven minute window yeah. where one minute she's there, one minute she's gone. Yeah, complete disappearance. It is. It's. But if she went out in the woods, you would they would have seen the footprints. They would have seen the footprints even the next day, a day and a half when they went back. Yeah, and, and I know they went over with helicopter too, and that was the one thing heat, that... They used our heat radar and... Um, yeah, they used a bunch it's of... A, there was fresh snow before the accident, so you would have seen her... And it her didn't snow since, yeah. Right. You would have seen her going in the woods, like footprints. Yeah. Right. 
like they the guy that was in the helicopter said they even followed i don't know what it was a squirrel or a rabbit or something for a ways okay so, so they could see they could see the tracks from where they right, were right that's so weird yeah I, I don't know any other to me any other plausible scenario other than someone someone that was either following her or someone random picked her up like crime of opportunity or you know or you know maybe she just got into a vehicle and said hey drop me off somewhere over here took her cash got a bus ticket or something and maybe she she is down in florida you know but i wish that was true i just don't think right. it was no her I, mother, exactly her mother had cancer her mother was really oh. sick and her mother ended up dying five years later on Moore's birthday oh god what 21 year old kid is gonna leave their mother dying who she was very close to yeah, and I was going to ask that too. What was like her her family dynamic with? I mean, like her her dad, you know, was put forth four thousand dollars into an account to, like, just in case she needs some money to spend. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't sound like. Family. Yeah, right, right, exactly. Man, I know Fred Murray took a lot of heat too. Like people were picking him apart for every little move he made, but it, <sighs> I find it hard to believe that he was involved at all. He's just, I do. I I think. That's the other reason why I don't like James Rinder, because James Rinder, for no reason at all, accused him of sexually molesting Maura with oh, absolutely no, it's never been suggested. It, he's never hurt any of the girls. He's the, it, he just, just to sell friggin' books. He, what his father lost his daughter. dirt bag. Holy shit. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, and he's the one that pointed out that, um, cause she had borrowed her dad's vehicle. Right. When she, she got, crashed, yeah. And she got an accident with it. She got towed. She got dropped off at the hotel, and, and he made the big deal, or he tried to say that the hotel had one bed. So where did she sleep? Like, Oh, my God. <clears throat> it just, it just, that's the stuff that, that's why I said in the beginning that I don't care for him. I can't stand him because he's just crazy stuff to get, you know. Yeah, to get attention, get get views whatever and we didn't bring it up but there's also the rumor she was running away from Fred because of that reason because of the car accident because she was abused she was running away from the boyfriend because she was pregnant Hmm. the reason why this comes up is because her uh, search engine on her computer she was looking up um, what alcohol does to a baby when you're pregnant and all this stuff so he's wow. one of the people he's actually he in his own words said she was pregnant her, Again, her father no 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 james renner oh but so he's put out there that she's running away because she's pre- she's running away from all the people in her life because he's mean and abusive the boyfriend's a dirtbag but she might be and she's pregnant so she's going to all because she looked this stuff up. Do you know what she was studying in school? Nursing, but Nursing. specifically. Oh she, they were in maternity class. Oh, my God. They were God. in maternity class. So that's yeah. there. Plus, in her car, they found her birth control, and four were missing. But he, she, so he just put that out there because of her search. Rather than she's, like, in medical school for... Yeah. maternity yeah. stuff give me a break oh my god it was an assignment they had to do yeah 
Isn't that crazy? It is. People are dirtbags. Yeah. Especially saying something like that about, about the father, a grieving father. Yeah. yeah. With a and wife like who has said, cancer. People did... They were so hard on Fred because the way he talks and the way he does this and he's straight... All I see is a Massachusetts father when I look at him. Like... <laughs> That, that that if my dad was alive, that'd be my dad. Right. I mean, I'm telling you, it doesn't make him a bad person. He's just not going to take shit. No. His daughter's missing, and he doesn't care who's failing. He hurts state police, other police. He wants his daughter found, so he didn't make friends. And yeah, I, I I'm kind of with you. I think that it was just she was a victim of opportunity. You know, yeah. someone came along. And at one point, I know I heard the name Israel Keys tied in with her as well. But I there think is absolutely no. They've decided that he was involved. He would have bragged about it before he died, and right. he told almost all the other ones he 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 did kill two people in Vermont. I know that, but I think he would remember that one. I just well, yeah, with, with as popular as it was, he would have. He would, yeah. would have admitted it would have been it. like oh hey you know that one over there <clears throat> that was me and <sighs> Jeff do you know who Israel Keys was no no so he was a serial killer that would bury kill kits all over New England and uh, well, he's in, in Washington Alaska didn't he have one in Alaska I was going to say yeah, yeah, he had one yeah. in Alaska too kill kits um, as in like eight kits to kill people he was a serial killer yeah yeah, so he'd bury him, and then like a year later he would return, dig him back up, go find a random person, and kill him. Yeah. So they couldn't find proof of him buying the stuff. He would bury him everywhere. So. Oh. He's never tied to anything, you know. Yeah. And he really paid for his smart. travel with cash. Yeah. Um, which he he got cash from like robbing banks and stuff to, to support his habit. Jesus, okay. We'll have to cover him. Sometime. You guys will have to talk about that one. That's another crazy one. Um, if anyone, and I know you have a podcast too, but I wanted to shout out for uh, the Missing Maura Murray podcast with Tim and Lance. Do you, have you listened to that one? Um, I think I listened to some of it, but I've seen many uh, interviews and stuff and other things that they've done. Um, I do want to check it out. Those guys, they went like over 100 episodes just on this case. Yeah. Oh, so they wow. really deep dive. But they, they also at points where fans, or not fans, but they brought James Renner on and he had multiple interviews with them as well. And I know you're not a big fan of his, but... Um, no, but they, they, they um, from what I saw, they... They, they do a great kept, job. They kind of kept him separate. Like, yeah, okay, this is what he said, but <clears throat> maybe, maybe not. And But they kept it separate from what I remember. So, so tell us about your podcast and then also what your, I don't know what you call it, your Paranormal Buzz Radio. Um, well, Paranormal Buzz Radio is the podcast network that Matt Waddell and I own. Um, so we have a bunch of shows on there. And um, How many shows do you guys currently have on your roster? I don't know, 8 to 12? I don't know. Wow. It, depend, it depends on the month we have a couple on break right now and stuff so right jeff um, jeff and i can barely get one out so i applaud <laughs> you <laughs> I, I i'm on i have mine shay's paranormal chat that's every friday every friday night and then my love of 
I get to do Exploring the Unknown with Rebecca, which is, we can cover anything. It's not just paranormal, which is last time we did the Smiley Face Killers and part two is coming out um, next Sunday. So, nice. Yeah, I, I listened to that one. That's what got us talking about the Maura Murray case. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you got to do it. So, um, so there's just so many. We, we have a good group, though. Cover all kinds of different things. Um, some science-based, some metaphysical, some interviews, some little bit of everything. And you guys are accessible pretty much anywhere you, you listen to a podcast, right? Yes. Yes. Each show is a little different. Um, it takes a little while to get them approved on things. But yeah, you can find them all on Spreaker and then iHeartRadio, Google, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon. It goes on and on. If you wow. can't find me some, if you can't find me somewhere, you let me know and I'll get them added there. Nice. Nice. I mean, they're out there. They're easy to find. Jeff, did you have any more questions? Uh, no, no. I think I'm pretty well satisfied, as weird as all of this is. <laughs> <laughs> well, we really appreciate your time and, and talking to us about Maura Murray's case, Shay. Uh, Shay. Jeez, don't know where Shay came from. <laughs> yes, thank you very much. Oh, oh, Shia. Well, thank, you. <laughs> thank you for having me. Thank you for putting up with my craziness. Uh, <laughs> I enjoyed it. No, so. yeah. yeah, I did too. That's a good time. Yeah. All right, Shay. You have a good night. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks. All right take Bye-bye. care. Bye. We would like to thank Shay very much for speaking with us tonight and taking the time to explain this bizarre case. Make sure to check out her podcast, Shay's Paranormal Chat and Exploring the Unknown, anywhere where you listen to podcasts. If you have any information about this case, please call the New Hampshire State Police at 603-271-1162. That's all for now, and as always, thanks for listening. Taylor, Taylor Williams led investigators to Alabama this week. So we have some breaking news from Florida. An arrest has been made. Tonight, after years of agony, a glimmer of hope for the family. Investigators spent hours searching through this house off Pennsylvania Avenue. What could be a major development in the search for missing Alabama teenager. Tonight, a stunning twist in the search for Taylor. Somebody out there knows something. They want to lay him to rest their way, not by somebody else's way. 